This is an Alternerd Reality Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast. This is a podcast for all things gaming, all things nerdy, basically all things awesome. Today is the 13th of March, folks. We're going to be doing our nerdy news of the week. I'm your returning host, Chewburger84, and joining me as always, this man is so deep in the game, he's breaking out as the Meta Knight. It is Dehooch. How are you, buddy? Oh, Meta Knight. That's a better character. Yeah. There you go. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's it. And this guy had a Scottish accent. He would be called the Wee Fit Trainer. It is Hebrew Hammer. How are you, mate? Oh, dude, I'm doing good. And I will gladly take that Super Smash Brothers character. She is amazing. So uh, multi- Multi-levels, that uh, that intro. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what was the other one? What, what was the other one there that you did? Meta Knight and Wee Fit Trainer. Oh, Wee is in. It's also a term for, in Scottish. It's one of the uh, okay. yes, Oh, yeah. Wee. Oh, there we go. Well, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. See, Wii that's the thing. Trainer. If you have to explain yeah. the joke, it didn't work. So uh, fuck you guys is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can both you can both kiss my king dd how's that sound or, or the king ddd also my main D-D-D. so yeah what's that also one of my one of my mains probably my my biggest main king ddd king king there you go you just like doing let's the not let's role. not break out to another yes, fucking three minutes of super smash <laughs> out after the last episode let's get straight into this we you so literally brought us into this territory so <laughs> your hey <fault. laughs> i have a theme for intros get off my cock all right so uh, folks, let's do a shameless shield and we'll jump straight into the nerdy news of the week. If you are enjoying this, make sure you head on over and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps out the show. Uh, those five-star ratings, I can't stress enough. It's important for people to find the show. So if you've got two seconds in your day, we'd love it if you do it. Uh, if you really want to help fund the show and keep it going and help us buying you know, better equipment, better software, all the fun stuff, and obviously just the games that we're playing at the moment has its own expenses, <laughs> um, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ANRpod. We're now doing uh, at least an hour's worth of bonus content with unedited podcasts. And then we also have uh, our Patreon streams with some little competitions where if you win, you have the option to make us do dumb shit live on air. Uh, so yeah, great fun to be had. But the nerdy news, she keeps on turning, folks. So let's talk about what's going on this week. Netflix is tired of your freeloading shit, boys, and is saying, (laughs) fuck your family. Fuck the fact that you split up by social distancing. If you do not live in the same household now, you are now not allowed to share accounts. They're going to make it against terms of service. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's a, a weird time to make this call. I mean, yes. Disney Plus has come out and gone, boom, suck my 200, subscri- 200 million subscribers inside their first year, right? Yeah. When their goal at Disney, which they felt was ambitious, was 60 million, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they are crushing it. HBO Max is coming out, big dick swinging. Like the big dick energy from that company this year. I, I think we've all said... It's going to be pretty hard to knock off Disney Plus as like the yeah. number one, mm-hmm. but HBO Max is certainly giving it a red hot go. Like starting from this month, we see the avalanche of HBO Max material. Definitely. And Netflix, who has been canceling like good shows left, right, and center, is now going to go, mm, we're going to fuck with you guys a little bit now because, you know, we're all about the new subs. And the best way to do that is to get people who are already using it to now pay. Does Netflix go the way of Blockbuster at some point? You know, because they that would the be hilarious yeah, if that like, happened. Yeah. I mean, at first it was like they've got all the big dick money and they were just buying shows left and right. And so they were just throwing money around. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's just, yeah, that would be, like, so poetic if that actually did happen. Not that I want Netflix to be canceled, but, um, you know, I think that there is, like, you know, there is some level of understandability to this. Like, there are some people that, like, whore out their accounts like crazy. A few of my friends... But they did this, though. They said, like, you've got four four logins. Sorry, but now you have to have four logins in one house? I mean... Oh, wait, is there... I don't know. Wait, okay, two questions here, I guess. A, mm-hmm. so it is only limited truly to one house now. Like, you have to be all within the same Wi-Fi yes. or something? Or they have said they it has to be within that? one household, yeah. How do they keep track of that? Well, you log in, they can IP. check your IP. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which is kind of like, but then it's like, well, if I, like, I live in Dubai, and, mm-hmm. like, if the world returns to normal, because who the fuck knows at this point, like, at the moment I have to visit eight countries for work, like, every right. sort of eight to 12 weeks. That's going to up to 20 very soon, because, I don't know, my life um so i mean but what are they going to do they're going to say oh i'm sorry you're not at home therefore you can't watch netflix eat a dick like there's going to be a lot of things where you could just sort of go but i travel you know i mean how are they going to enforce this i have no idea like they let this demon out of the box like they confirmed that the cat was dead right and then you know it's in their framework they have to completely change the way it all works yeah, it's just like, yeah. what if you, yeah, like if you legitimately have it and, and just, you said, like, you're just even going over to your friend's house and then you're on your on their Wi-Fi, but you want to watch on your phone. Like, yeah, yeah well, exactly. that's a good, good question. Your phone, like, it's yeah. on your phone. Your phone goes everywhere with you. Yep. How are they going to do this? Yeah. I, I so really don't understand. That's weird. I think it might be it's a weird move. It might be a thing if you're like in a, like, YouTube Burger, your example is really shitty because you have to travel to several different countries, right? Mm-hmm. And for for you, that might kick a flag off but if you're doing something like traveling for work like me if i'm watching netflix while i'm commuting from here to san francisco or something that's like that should be within the realm of possibility right you have like an area as to which oh yeah you're pinging all of these things that we're noticing all right you you're going from this spot to this spot so obviously you must work here you're not sharing it with somebody but if you've got like simultaneous logins in six different states that might well, be I guess I guess a... that's the point, isn't it? I guess simultaneous logins is the key. When now that yeah. you say that, I mean, yeah, but I'm sure then, that I'm going to get my account flagged because it's like, are you sure that you're in Australia and you know Palestine at the same time, bro? You know, <laughs> are you? Did you get hacked? You know, because <laughs> like a lot of the places I visit are kind of like red flag countries. Like when you see someone log in from one of those, or like if I'm going to visit one of my colleagues in India uh, for our plant there, you know, it's like. Yeah, no, someone stole this guy's identity and is logged in as, you know, (laughs) it's crazy. I I think it's such a dumb move, though. Like, now is not the time to do this. Like, not when you've just been knocked off number one. That's not when you do it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know that they had a limitation on it before. I thought this was really just a limitation to only X amount of accounts, not necessarily in-house, like in one house, but just like, you know, their suggestion was. Their suggestion was always that you just you just share it amongst the people within your immediate family and household. Right. But that they, mm. they because they couldn't really like uh, effectively monitor and police that, they kind of let things go. They didn't stop it. Um, they didn't go so far as remember HBO Go and HBO Now. It's like, look, we know you're sharing. Fine, whatever. Go by all means, go right ahead. I don't know. I don't even know if they still have the same mm. mindset with HBO Max. Like, I would expect that they wouldn't have that same kind of Because uh, uh, Because in America, what's the price difference between the single user login and the four or the two? Do you guys know? Uh, no, I don't know the price I think it difference. was like eight bucks. I think it's gone up recently. I think it was like eight bucks for a solo login. And it was like 
12 bucks for two and then it's like 15 for like up to four or something or three in a kids i think it might have been uh three in a kids channel and then like you look at that and go okay so if i'm on 15 now and i cancel because I don't, i'm not sharing it with people now because of this rule and i go down to eight bucks haven't they lost like nearly 40 percent of their income from me as an individual who decided to say fuck you yeah mm-hmm. and if my friend just goes well if I have to choose because like I can't afford both anyway because I, I want to go Disney Plus because what they're putting out right now with their exclusive content I believe is superior yeah. as an individual. So now I'm not going to sub. So they've actually lost seven bucks for that yeah. individual case. Basic is eight ninety nine, and then the next level up uh, for two screens is thirteen ninety nine. Next is four for eighteen dollars. Ooh. Yeah. So let, let's say that they got what they wanted. If you say I was eighteen, did you say eighteen? Yeah yikes nah this this is gonna cost them money there's no way this goes the way they think it is <laughs> it's from like fucking uh what is it avengers endgame or something this won't go the way you think <laughs> yeah, yeah i am I... inevitable yeah this yeah. is uh this is a bad choice is always what i'm gonna say i think that yeah this is not the time you do it like maybe three or four years ago right before you had competition yeah, yeah that's your time to shine boys but now yeah, not now Dude, yeah, and when you owned choice. all, of, and when you owned all the Marvel TV shows that everybody wanted to watch, yeah, that's a, that's the other thing they lost that's valuable IP, yeah, yeah, and, and now have competition for valuable IP because that's what that's what where all these new shows come from. Usually they're they're shopped around and then they'll you know Netflix will mm. usually buy them. Well, they announced that their business model is new subscribers now. Like that's their primary focus. It's not about keeping who they've got. And I think yeah. if if you do that, you're going to open yourself up to attrition it's a bad plan i've said this so many times about gaming companies we've talked about that people that rely on new people and don't look after the people you've already got they're always eventually going to end up going backwards because brand loyalty is important and if you fuck over people and they don't care about your brand anymore they'll take what they want from you occasionally and then walk away so one Um, but yeah speaking of people dropping uh pippa le pew is not going to be in space jam and potentially being retired as a character from looney tunes entirely Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of narrative around this. Most people are suggesting that uh, he is being cancelled because uh, you know he's a little bit rapey, you know, <laughs> quite well, a bit. Uh, but other people are saying no, that's definitely not the reason we got rid of him. It just didn't make sense narratively to have him in the story. So there was films yeah. that were shot but not applied CGI. And then yeah. when they changed directors, apparently he just went in a different direction. The actress involved in that scene says that she's not happy he got cut because she felt like he was finally getting get his comeuppance for being a bit rapey uh, with the narrative. So, you know, social media and, and lots of things doing its thing, saying, oh, another victim of a cancel culture. But for me, it's such a weird line to draw if that is the case, which I don't mm-hmm. think it is. Because, like, in a world where, like, Quagmire, uh, Herbert the Pervert uh rick from rick and morty like all these characters that if you look at it through the lens of cancel culture and what is acceptable and not now bro this is so far down the list of like a weird hill to die on yeah i agree yeah. it's that's why i mean that, that's why i think they were like key to to say that this wasn't an issue with the there was a new york times article that came out that talked about pepe Le Pew being you know a little bit rapey and mm. questionable as a character and they said that no, he was only dropped because we just went into a different direction with the new director. Mm. Yeah, well, I th- I think um, like I agree with you. I, I do think that this is more of the people's narrative is shaping it into cancel culture rather than an actual um, like director decision based on uh, story narrative. But yeah, I think they're claiming a victory here that they didn't. Win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and but um, 
But as far as like the differences between like this and other versions of this, I, I think I agree with you. A, it is like it, it is comedic. Like, I mean, that kind of character is a comedic character. And as long as you frame it correctly, where like you don't condone the action in the show, you can still make it funny and everything like that. But um, mm. so I hope that they don't get rid of those types of characters as long as it's framed appropriately, um, because, yeah, it's good comedy. But uh, I think the only difference here might be just because Looney Tunes, which I don't think was the original intention of Looney Tunes. I think the original intention of Looney Tunes was a slightly older audience. But I think maybe the reason why with them specifically is that it's typically like kids related now, like Looney Tunes is kind of a kid's IP now. Um, and maybe they don't want that character associated because of that, or they're afraid that it could be, you know, damaging because children won't be able to tell the difference of this is like condoned yeah. or not. Well, they're saying that's not the case anyway. Like, I mean, I, to be honest, like if you had to cut a character from Space Jam, I'm not going to lie, Pepe Le Pew would be one of the first ones I get rid of. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm not talking about you make yeah. a couple of jokes project. about him getting shot down in flames for being a pervert, and then you move on. Like that's his whole shtick. You set it up, it's done, and then it's gone. For like saying all right, we've got airtime. We need to give it between LeBron and the cartoon characters. Yeah, I get rid of him. Um, can I take a fun tangent here about sure. cancel culture? Sure. Sure. So there's uh, the millennials and Gen Z have split this week, guys. They're no longer a combined force for cancel culture this week. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. So uh, the cracks are starting because Gen Z on TikTok started to try to start a trend off. I don't know who the chick was, uh, but she was streaming lyrics of an Eminem song, the one that he did with Rihanna. Uh, where the lyrics are like, as he walks out of the house, he's going to burn the house down type thing, basically suggesting yeah. domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they're all like, oh my God, how was this allowed? We're going to cancel Eminem. And the millennials are just like, the fuck you are, right? <laughs> and it was quite funny because like you had a lot of millennials go super diehard and just go, you guys are pussies, like stop, stop with your cancel culture bullshit, which was hilarious to me. And the ones that were like pro cancel culture were just like, you kids are adorable. We couldn't cancel him when he was dropping like, you know, uh, F slurs and N slurs in early content. And this is the song that you're upset about. Like yeah. you got no chance. If we couldn't nail him for like Slim Shady or yes. Superman or yes. Kim, you guys yeah. have no fucking chance with that one, especially playing the DV angle because Rihanna was in that song, right? Yep. She has, uh, let's say, a little bit of experience with domestic violence, allegedly. Well, just, just a tad. Yeah, allegedly, quite yeah. publicly. <laughs> what do so, you mean, allegedly? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I literally use I that for legal purposes only, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, talking to the EA legal team. So, um, yeah. yeah, man, it was quite funny. So in response to this, uh, Eminem now has on one of the charts uh, in the world uh, seven songs in the top 100. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, well, they went, fuck you. We're going to just buy everything and put him on top. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I hope this continues because, like, the levels of cancel culture through the generations, like, it's just getting more and more sensitive. And just, I don't know how Gen Z's, you poor kids, I don't know, like, have some fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, you know, you don't have to thing. be a dick to other people. But, I mean, how do you enjoy things now? Well, well that's the thing. I, I, there, I, I do think cancel culture should be a thing, but I think that there are absolutely limitations to cancel culture. And I think that the every, as you said, like every generation that seems, seems to keep coming up seems to try to grab the torch from us that kind of started yeah. it. And then they're like trying to make it even more sensitive. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So, um, yeah. It's really because like, the narrative is so strong. Like they talk about like, you know, 
a guy that wouldn't, you know, bake the cake they wanted for them at the local thing, you know, equivalent the language to a guy that, you know, had a very unique mustache in the 1940s. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. fucking... The, the way that everything is equated is ridiculous. And that's a super slippery slope because, like, if you... Ha- if, if it, we're talking about artists that talk about that kind of stuff, uh, mm. all of rap is gone. Like, I think what it proves, though, is that the show that we need right now is The Boys, right? That is uh, true. Not only that, we need more The Boys because that show <laughs> just basically goes, fuck you. We fuck don't you, care, yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. So have you guys <laughs> oh, yeah. seen the spinoff for this? I have not even heard about it. Obviously, I read the article now, but um, no, I didn't know about it up until this point. Neither did I. Did you know that, Hooch? I thought there were rumors about a spinoff coming, but there wasn't anything like any information or anything like that. See, the thing is, I didn't know there was one, but the setting that they're putting this thing in makes the most goddamn sense of anything I've heard in months, right? Yep. It's basically superhero college in the boys' universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brain explosion. This is a perfect idea. And run by Vought, which makes it even better. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so fucked up that, oh man, it's the potential for hilarity because I don't know if they're using like in-universe characters or whether they're just going to create their own thing here. But yeah. like what we've seen in that series is uh, Eric Kripke like h- having to honor the original. Right? Imagine that guy off the leash. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the potential shit he can do in this universe. And then like, I think it'd be hilarious like throughout this whole thing that like they try and have someone come in because they're playing up too much to talk to them about woke culture. And it's uh, old mate Dolphin Fucker has to give that lecture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jesus. there's so <laughs> much fun cool ideas here. What, what about uh, Giancarlo the- Esposito as a dean or somebody like higher up on the staff, right? Yeah. We need that. Oh, it will man. be someone who fucked up, but I, I will say, um, like, I just hope it doesn't go the route of um, Game of Thrones, where whenever they went off the leash because uh, they didn't have anything to take from, it turned into absolute garbage. So hopefully, not having um, like the original content won't stop them from making a really good product. But yeah, well, how, how close is the are are the first two seasons of the boys to the actual? original content definitely like more some different of it than very game close. of thrones was yeah um, but it's diverged in a couple of really big ways yeah 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 that's what i thought so so it has it, it, you're right it has had to take care of itself in more ways um as the boys than game of thrones ever did mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. yeah i and i i have more faith in them too because hopefully they've learned from that experience with uh, <laughs> game of thrones as well so what not to do yeah exactly so yeah, yeah man. I'm, I'm all about it though Sounds like a badass series. Oh man, I yeah, I don't even really care at this point. Like, I don't need to know the casting. I don't need to know anything. I just yeah, need to know just, if it's at, let's say seventy percent as good as the boys. I'm gonna have a great time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, so excited. I think we are gonna see a lot of like really weird political commentary about the state of universities through that lens. Like, could you oh, imagine like them do. doing the whole? You know, someone's gonna going. Oh no, I'm canceling you. This person's controversial, so they're not allowed to speak here. You can't. You can't come into this room. And yeah. just watching a superhero go, watch me. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. Try and stop me. Could mm-hmm. you imagine if you had like a, I don't know, like who? What's that guy's Milo? What's that guy's name? You know, the real controversial right wing guy that's always like doing things like Ben Shapiro on university oh. lectures. Oh, yeah. one of those guys with superpowers, you know? Oh, fuck, what's his name? I think it's what Milo Yiannopoulos. You're talking about the change. Are you, oh, I thought you were talking about the change my mind guy. 
Oh, fucking, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Crowder. Uh, uh, Crowder, Crowder, Stephen Crowder. That yeah. guy is a bitch. I've watched him fall he apart is. a couple of times when he's in a place where he doesn't get to control the narrative. Yeah. And well, like, he, rather than answer perhaps. questions, like he just goes, well, just, just come on my show, it'll be different. Like, no, it won't. Yeah, well, and he he preps obviously for like days before going, and yeah. then he gets like on top of people who literally have saw this twenty seconds ago and has to hop yeah. on, and he acts like we're on equal ground. It's like, well, no, we're not. He's had <laughs> some things that are entertaining, but most of it you just go, this is so curated and like yeah. edited that it's just like, yeah, man. So he's not one of the ones that I I rate at all. Anyway, yeah. so weird transition from that Powerpuff Girls, huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> live, live action version. I mean, anything that's going to have Chloe Bennett in it um, has my vote because I loved her in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think she's sensational. Uh, she's very much like meme worthy in the in the nerd community. She has a cult following um, as Quake. Mm-hmm. Um, Dove Cameron and Yana Peralt are going to be the live action Powerpuff Girls at the CW. Okay. The, C- am- the CW tag oh, kind of worries me at the moment. Exactly. <laughs> That's literally what I was going to say. All the way CW shows are going at the moment and then having like three powerful women characters. Like I hope they just keep it like the fun essence of Powerpuff Girls. Like if they try and get too political with this, they're going to fuck it like every other franchise they've touched recently. Yeah, I just, I, I wish that it was on like literally anything other than CW just because I know exactly what this yeah. show is going to look like now. I know. But, um... Yeah, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I, I, I watched some Powerpuff Girls on, like, whenever it had, like, the, the reruns. Um, like, that and Dexter, I think, were, like, my, my two old favorites for, um, for watching. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, I was always a fan of them. So I, I'm definitely going to watch it and I'm going to see what happens. But, yeah, the CW tag is legitimately the only thing that makes me go, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be good now. I think in the hands of, like, someone like Amazon or Netflix even or something like that, like, it would be in, uh, have a better shake than CW. I mean, the concept is pretty cool. Like, they're basically saying that uh, in the new series, they're playing a bunch of disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting uh and then basically will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever so i mean playing that kind of like if they go kind of titans here i think that's the right play mm-hmm. like if you come in and do dark gritty like you know they've all got like huge attitudes and you know curse and drink and all that sort of stuff uh as well as like the old school combined that'd be a really fun take for my mind what was mm. was titans on cw no. no, Titans was DC Universe. Well, okay, yeah, that's it. Was like because they, Universe. I feel like they got like a lot more bloodied and and oh or, yeah, not just bloody, but, but that's yeah, it was why a lot it was so good. Because exactly. they broke away from all this exactly. other like TV versions that were around at that time before you know we're yeah. into the new exactly the new Disney verse that's kind of going. Oh, you can make good TV. Ah, oh. yeah, you, you just know. wanted to be more real, basically. Like all the more, Netflix more series of, of you know the Defenders and whatnot. That were great too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, we'll see please please cw turn around you know it's just <laughs> god they've got so many good ips over there that's locked in with that and they're just torching so many of them i mean yeah. i don't know why this they're going down this because with the exception of flash aren't all the ratings going down for every show i don't uh, know but i, I would checked. feel pretty comfortable saying that that sounds right <laughs> yeah that's my understanding but then again like maybe they're just wanting that diversity of audience too like i mean yeah. it's not the traditional nerd sphere but i mean you know, apparently there is quite a bit of Gen Z that has an appetite for this. Ugh. 
It's what it is, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that summarizes my feelings too, that noise. But, uh, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? It's just such a shame. Because like, some of the individual episodes of those shows are truly awesome. But there's so few and far between with political narrative that can just be left out of it. So yeah, exactly. Anyway, and then of course, like pivoting from that into uh, just, I mean, I can't even understand what Ryan Coogler, uh, who was the director of Black Panther and now Black Panther Two, yeah. how hard it must be going into that um, without Chadwick Boseman and knowing you have to get the job done anyway. So he did an interview this week where he talked a little bit about that. That obviously it is just heartbreaking and a real struggle to try and do this thing without him so yeah i have a feeling it's gonna be pretty tribute heavy in a way that honors that character in the finished I hope product it's done which well, be great. but yeah which i think he i'm sure he will because he's you know he's a good director but um yeah and it, writer and writer yes you're right true um you are right <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was terrible fun yeah uh, anyways but yeah like i i it is weird because he's definitely one of the characters that, that i think like embodied even though I wasn't like the biggest fan of Black Panther, like the the movie, I did love him as Black Panther. Like I thought that mm-hmm. he epitomized that character so well, and I I think all of us have the problem. Unlike where we could probably say this could be different for a lot of other heroes, we just can't see anyone else as Black Panther. Like it's so weird to think about. So for more him, more specifically who, as T'Challa, I mean anyone can be Black Panther. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, anyone can be I'm Batman, conflating. but not everyone can be Bruce Wayne. You're, yeah, I'm you're right. Though. The what you're saying is is true. Yeah, yeah, I'm conflating I, the characters. You're right, but but at him as as T'Challa is just is such a weird thing. Um, but him playing the Black Panther, especially in it, because it was in, it was in its infancy. I would say it's only had one of its own movies, um, and was in I guess three total. One of which was very very short period of time. Um, so yeah, like there was just a lot more left to be told that you obviously feel like was cut short for obvious reasons. But, um, so yeah, it's, it would, I can't even imagine what he's going through to try to figure out where to go next from here. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know what's your guys take on it. Well, I mean, for me, I'm curious as to who's going to, you know, take up the mantle yeah. of, mm-hmm. of the black Panther. Uh, I I would kind of like to see. Hey, it's Wakanda. Maybe uh, Killmonger actually didn't die, and he could come yeah. back. Yeah, we Although discussed all, that before. I you guys are exactly all yeah. all indications kind of lean that it's going to be Letitia. But as far as like the original topic mm-hmm. with Kugler having to write this without mm-hmm. having Bozeman yeah. as the lead role, it's got to be freaking damn near impossible, right? So. When I was reading the story, Hooch, uh, before you finish that whole story, um, one of the things I saw, and this is, I think, a wonderful take, is that, um, like, how do you how do you come back to this? How do you explain a world where, like, you have to write T'Challa out off screen? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. One of the ways uh, people said would be awesome, and I cannot agree with this more, it's such a fun take, or not fun take, but it's such a perfect take. T'Challa was dead for five years. Wakanda operated with no T'Challa for five years. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that what if he came back and just basically saw after Infinity War, after Endgame, he just saw how perfect it had run without him that he literally just walks away like a cowboy at the end of a Western and just basically lets it continue without him. I don't see that happen. That to me, it doesn't resonate. You think he has to die, die? I think that um, I think that that wouldn't make sense for him as a character. 
Like I, I, I couldn't wrap my my mind around that. I think so. No, sacrificing your royal position of privilege because like that they don't need you, and that you coming the, back is just like you know taking away. Thing. I could see him yeah. potentially leaving the mantle for sure. I don't see him not being involved in some degree, like in just walking away and disappearing. I, I couldn't imagine that being realistic for his character. I mean, if that's the approach they take, whatever, you know, is what it is. But I would hope that there's for me personally. Um, that would be unsatisfying. It's like yeah, the it's Dark like, Knight moment of uh, I'm not the hero they need right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I could see that moment from him. I, that's that's I my personal the, choice. I think the idea and the perspective, like he was gone for five years, so they had to find some way to fill the throne. That makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or did they say that the movie takes place immediately after the events of Endgame? It doesn't say at all, but I mean, said, you, yeah. you have to you have to back tell that story though, and I think it has to play into this narrative. The more I think about it, because. Yeah, they literally did have some kind of organizational structure while he was gone. And that yeah. would make that would make like a pretty logical intro for that of, you know, a new challenge to the throne. Because they could just say, look, you were gone for five years and we were just fine. You know, you come back and then you're back for eight seconds and you go, all right, I'm back. I need everyone that's willing to fight. And you fought the war for the world. Like you think about it on paper, no one lost more people than Wakanda in the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Right? Because we don't we don't think that those soldiers that died in the war got brought back because that all happened no, they after yes. um, they brought everyone back. And it seems like Stark didn't bring anyone back. He just killed off all the threats. Yeah. yeah, just to me, it just feels like him walking away would be such a... Like, well, once again, not, it, not from the mantle uh, of Black Panther. I could see that, but just him walking away from Wakanda just doesn't make sense to me. No, but he could do something like go into maybe not be part of the royal family and presence because it would be a distraction, right? That's, that I see him doing. Saying, you guys, because to him, the, Wakanda as a country, Wakanda mm-hmm. as a thing is more important than any individual achievement. So for him to be like, look, you guys did great without me. Uh, you know, maybe it was Shirley who came in and took and took over as you know queen or something like that, and actually was able to keep everything prosperous. And they and he saw everything was fine, and he could be like, you know what, you guys don't need me. You've got you've you've got great uh, leadership already. I can go do whatever I want to do now. Mm-hmm. Not so much that for me, it's more so he doesn't want to divide Wakanda because it yeah, was divided. Like the, he remembers it divided Wakanda when he left because of yes. Killmonger. Like he showed how like sowing those seeds leads to discord. So yeah, yeah I mean, we probably won't agree on this one, but I, th- I thought it was an interesting take. Let's talk about the casting of Tino Cuerta as the villain. Mm-hmm. That's all we know I, so far. You yeah. have to say, I, I don't know who he is is the problem. Like, I mean, I know who I saw. I looked up like who he is you know as an actor but uh yeah, yeah i don't know who he would play i don't know the um that section of the world enough to know what his bad guys are yeah, yeah so i i think combining a few different pieces out there and this has been strongly rumored even before they cast it was that the villain of this movie was likely to be namor namor yeah namor and i think that yes. casting probably leans even further into that people are yeah, saying that familiar. if you look at this guy and the, the, his previous sort of work he makes sense as two characters, and that's either Namor or Doctor Doom. And I don't think it's going to be Doctor Doom. No, no, it wouldn't be Doom. Namor so makes who's a lot of Namor? sense. Who's Namor? Namor is kind of like the Aquaman of the MCU, but he's also kind of a dick. He's a in huge, like yeah. yeah, he's a real arrogant kind of 
xenophobic he's just a real asshole but he's usually a vision of the fan a villain of the fantastic four so they've now got the rights back to him because of the fox acquisition but yeah most of his powers are very uh aquaman based like he basically is aquaman um but he was always up until like the recent recent versions of aquaman where he was kind of notoriously a joke namor has always was approached a little bit more seriously you know and uh yeah they also did lean a little bit into it with uh, Endgame, where they mentioned, was it Okoye specifically mentioned that there were uh, seismic activity in the ocean? Oh, yeah, they did too. An underground yeah. earthquake. Yeah, shit, I didn't yeah. think about that. That's a good point. Mm hmm. So, oh. yeah, that would definitely. And I think everybody was speculating at that, that they're leaning into Namor at that point. So, that makes sense. Yeah, it's such a throwaway, too. Um, mm-hmm. He's also a If mutant, they were planning that far back, it's pretty cool. What's that? Well, it says here that he's he's a mutant that's right so that could play into after you know strange it wouldn't be the first time that the, that the mcu brought mutants in who weren't tech who weren't, who mutants weren't mutants, in the mcu yeah. so. i thought it gonna be as big a deal i think no mm, okay yeah well um yeah, yeah. i mean I, i'm i'm about it that's for sure curious to see yeah what i hope they don't introduce doom through this the other one is craven the hunter um but uh, it's pretty much almost a lock from most reporting that Craven the Hunter is going to be a Sony run series, not a MCU that they'll do and some I, separate stuff with him. Yeah. Cause Craven is more associated with Spider-Man and I already thought they were talking about who they cast for Craven. Didn't they? I thought that was locked in too, but apparently yeah. it's not. So oh. yeah, that was, that was confusing. Hmm. Okay. There you we'll go. See where it goes. Now um, I've been jealous of my cousin for a little while, boys, because uh, like I've, I've got a lot of fun tech around the place. But one thing I've never owned is a drone, and he's had one for like probably about I don't know a month or two months, and like he basically he's flying it all over Townsville, uh, which is like a really beachy, straight off the beach you go into like crocodile infested rainforest and shit, and he's doing all this drone footage, which looks fucking sick. I'm like, man, I wish I could buy a drone. Like you know, it's, it's kind of a cool purchase. And then the thing that's almost tipping me over the line this week is this footage that I sent you guys of like a next level drone controller who is hooked up. He's using first person camera on the drone while using VR to fly it. I don't know if you guys saw those details in the video I sent. Yeah. No, I didn't know he was using VR to fly. He's using VR and there is a central mounted front facing camera on the drone. So he's flying it from first person in a chair across the street. Um, for for these type of yeah, cars. like especially I'm not <laughs> sure if you guys have ever seen um like drone speed flying like as a sport yeah a little. I've heard about that those yeah. those flyers they also fly from um first person perspective you know and mm. and they're insane like one of my buddies one of my That's really good buddies insane. actually um from the guy we did uh the game stonks. game stonks one yeah he uh flies it professionally and. Uh, he is amazingly good at controlling that thing in first person. It's it's actually quite insane. And so I don't think he was he's this level. This guy's amazing in the video. Yeah. So um, if you haven't checked it out, like just basically do bowling alley drone. Type that into YouTube. Yeah. And yeah, it's just incredible. Like it's obviously it's been set up. So they've got actors in place and and they know when the drone flies past at a certain sequence, you say this or move here or whatever. But that doesn't take away what this guy's done with this drone. Like he has flown it across the street into an open bar, which goes into a bowling alley, like follows a bowling ball in the opening shot down the laneway, pivots around, does a lap, then goes back in and through like 
where the pins go, it flies in and then underneath up into the little back machine mm-hmm. and then out again and then into a cinema next door and then back through. It's incredible footage, right? And just watching how cool the angles look doesn't even do justice to how hard it would have been to fly that sequence perfectly. I'm really curious as to how many drones did they fuck up in the filming of this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly, Several, right? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. It looks rad. I'll have it up on the A&R Discord and in the show notes for the uh, the people who can access that as well because this thing is, yeah, impressive to watch. You you cannot be a nerd and not go, that's pretty cool. You I lost I mean? track it's of how many. that level. I lost track of how many times in that thing. I was like, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Like the little spaces as well and the speed too. Like he turns yeah. on a dime, he puts it up, puts it down. I'm sure there's some editing work in the camera where our perception of speed is being manipulated. So it might not be as fast as you think. But mm. even still, if it was like at half of the actual pace of what it flew, it's it's insanely cool. It's really, Dude, could, really good. It probably did control fly as, that thing. It probably did fly as fast as, as it looked. Like that, that yeah, but it's still it's me. still single shot. You can tell that. There's no edit points yeah. in the video. Like that's Absolutely. still all single shot, which Anything that goes for that long that's a single shot in anything, a fight scene, a monologue, uh, but especially that level of action is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully agree. Um, you're talking about your bud being a professional drone flyer who joined us for the GameStop uh, story. So mm-hmm. I think we should probably go back to that. The stonks are rising again for GameStop. We're not going to go down that much for that story, but it's off the back of uh, Chewy, who's been appointed over there as the CFO, talking about the big directions that GameStop is going to be going through and pivoting to online, which I don't know, I think every gamer out there picked was going to be what they were going to do and saying that, you know, injecting all this money is not going to save that company because they're just going to take that money and pivot to online and fire everyone anyway. Yeah. So... The reason I want to talk about it is because for me, it's kind of specifically relevant because in Australia, we always had very few gaming stores. Like there was the occasional mum and pop store, but they were notoriously expensive because they couldn't afford to buy in bulk and, and, you know, get the heavily discounted rates and usually had it like a day or two after releases. So most of those mum and pop stores in Australia never really lasted a long time unless they were that sort of all-in-one comic book whatever so eb games which i think you guys used to have that became gamestop or merged or what was the story for you guys we had a couple of them that were separate i'm not sure if they were no i thought eb games became gamestop i don't think that was the case i thought it was i'm not sure but i don't think that was the case let's say yes so point of story is we only had really (laughs) um two places in australia where you regularly went to buy games and that was eb games or JB Hi-Fi. JB Hi-Fi kind of being like a, probably like a Best Buy for you guys, I think. Like big stores, okay. lots of electronics, white goods, and then just huge gaming and DVD sections, right? Out the back. So they're the only two places we had. Now, one of the things that they said in this article was pretty much that um, they're pulling out of Australia's brick and mortar stores, uh, which makes all the sense in the world. But it does suck in Australia because it removes competition. It's going to bring down the need for JB Hi-Fi to compete. Because buying online in Australia sucks because there's so few places that discount, right? And getting like international codes is a lot harder because Australia is like always trying to get you to pay tax on shit. So yeah, it's a really, it's it's good for the company. It's good for, I guess, you know, the model and the way that things are going. But I do worry that buying games in Australia kind of sucks already. And I think it's going to get worse because of it because it's going to create more of a monopoly because I don't know where you would go to other than, um jb hi-fi now like the game traders was a company for a while but it closed down a lot near where i was and it was still pretty shit as a store so i don't know man so i don't know if it's great point, news 
the biggest point for you was that it was just like there's not a place to go uh, physically to get discounted prices. Yeah, yeah. So because online stores in Australia um, normally like if you if you basically say you want the Australian license, all of a sudden the price from the discount you were looking at overseas disappears, and then even if you factored in conversion rates, if they were the same price, all of a sudden the price jumps, you know, 20, 30, 40%, right? So the online stores suck. Digital licensing selling to Australia sucks uh, a lot because of our government. Um, that and obviously the ability for the second-hand games market. EB Games really drove that. Yeah. Did they rip people off and pay them, you know, two cents on the dollar maximum like, you know, GameStop notoriously does in the US? Of course they did. But, you know, that used to work in everyone's favor because you get to a point where um, they'd just be so overloaded with all these old games. They just go, look, we need to clear out and make space because something's coming. Um, get rid of it. And you go in and buy amazing games for like five, 10 bucks, you know, in good condition, but just technically secondhand. So, you know, losing all of that as well. Because I knew a lot of people that used to rely on, you know, they didn't care, they didn't play it day one. They just wanted to play it at some point when they could afford it. And and it removes that for them. It all puts it more on back on eBay or, um, uh, you know, Amazon. And a lot of those cases, you know, people don't trust it as much for secondhand games. So yeah, I, 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 think- I don't think it's a good thing for Australian gamers. Yeah, I think for for us, because like for us at least, like we never had any like as far as like new games are concerned, like we never had any at least that I can recall discounted rates on on new games. We definitely had like the secondhand market, which was like its big, you know, shtick. But um, I would imagine that's probably disappearing at this point a, a good bit, anyways, just because most yeah. people are going, um, you know, just uh, automatic download, digital. Yeah, mm. so. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see it, uh, what happened to them, but I, I'm not surprised by this. But it does sound like it kind of sucks for you guys over there. But it'll Well, be I mean, the that's the thing. It's going to do one thing again. It's going to increase piracy in Australia. Like, how many, how many times do I guys say to you, I would love to give someone money for something, but they won't let me? That's true. That means yeah. that's fine. Right? That's all it does. And, they're gonna, and then, you know, then these companies, these same ones that make these decisions will complain. Why is everyone downloading illegally? Why is everyone using a VPN to buy things from somewhere else instead? it's exactly this right yeah people miss the point so yeah that, that that time has to come like i think you're going to get some young people that were gamers go through australian parliament at some stage and try and get rid of a lot of this bullshit that blocks it but that's my aussie specific rant so i won't uh drag you guys through it too long but just to let you know that <laughs> it's, right. it's all about you america god yeah, no it's all about it um, excuse me eb games is an american company games and, and eb games merged with gamestop gamestop purchased eb games yeah, okay. that sounds that sounds because I remember they existed yeah. in parallel at some point. So that's why I was yeah. like, "Well, that's yeah. why I said EB Games became GameStop. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. They were bought." Um, speaking of corporate bullshit, uh, Twitch is making moves again. So obviously, their last year has been about how can we make lives for the average small-time creator get worse, right? Um, I'm going to branch the story out a little bit from the notes I gave you guys from another personal rage point, um, but we'll come to that in a sec. So what they want to do is they want to make it easier for advertisers and they want to give streamers uh, brand-friendly scores. So do they swear? Are they well-moderated? Do they cover content that would be considered controversial? You know, all this sort of shit. So, so many small creators that, you know, aren't the G-rated cookie cutters instantly their monetization potential is you know incredibly limited yeah yeah because sponsors aren't going to go over there because they're going to want to go for the bigger guys who it's going to make the bigger guys it. bigger and fuck off the smaller creators even more right yep. <sighs> the rich it, get they're richer. just they've systematically made it more difficult for 
newcomers to yeah. get attention. Like yeah. every single change they made in the past, basically two two and a half years, especially, has has made that so much harder. So, and that's yeah. that's what happened with YouTube as well. And so it's a shame to see that kind of stuff happen. Now let's talk about that bullshit that affected us personally, the three of us this week is, uh, and Twitch did it too, boys. Um, so YouTube sent an email to us because uh, obviously we, you know, well, I volunteer, but these two boys get paid by the entity that is Alterno Reality, which is run uh, via an Australian person. So um, this week, YouTube basically said that they are going to automatically take the maximum American tax rate out of all YouTube income if your uh podcast if your youtube account is overseas where you have to pay tax anyway yeah this is so dumb can you claim that you already paid tax and that you don't need to only if only if that country has a tax sharing or like tax exemption agreement with uh the u.s okay yeah Mm. so what they do is they basically say how many viewers were american and any of those viewers, they'll apply American taxation. So there is people's incomes who might rely on this for a living right now that are now going to have to pay tax in their home country, which in Australia, let's say, would be up to 40% anyway, right? Uh, minimum would be about 35 because fuck Australia, right? Now you want to lose another 24% to tax? Mm-hmm. That's, it's so bad. It's so bad the way this yeah. is all going, right? It's uh, it's really disappointing. It's like they want to drive people away from streaming or using their platform to make money. Well, you either have to be very successful in doing it 100% of the time, or now yeah. it's getting to a point where like, if you just want to be a part-time creator like we were doing for a while on YouTube, it makes it almost not worth doing. Yeah. If, you, if you're trying to basically justify the time you spend on it. Yeah. Well, this is like, this had to have been some kind of um, like a effect caused by some kind of governmental change because of course yeah yeah because both twitch and youtube doing it at the same time that's like very reminiscent of the of the cookie sharing issue whenever um california sweeped uh, oh so, yeah that's right so yeah like this this sounds like it was something more foundational uh, which is just shitty because yeah once again it fucks us but yeah um, yeah, Yet another reason I say, fuck you guys. America, man. Like, you guys make some decisions <laughs> in the last couple of years which aren't necessarily beneficial for the rest of the world. Very nationalistic of you. You are not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just, just generally upsetting, man. Like, I mean, you know, people are trying to find other ways to, you know, make income and whatnot and just people Work just keep themselves. changing the rules to make it harder. So if you've already yeah. got there, it's going to be easy for you to make cash. But if you are below that line or whatever... I just really am not a fan because it doesn't, you know, small time creators that want to do this, they're not going to be able to afford to. And not in those early years. No way. No. Because yeah. you know, unless you get really lucky and now like, you know, it has to be luck, like trying to create something from nothing on yeah. YouTube and like get into the algorithms like, man. The luck needed is oh. increasing more and more every day, basically. Yeah. So I, I really feel bad for a lot of people trying to do this full time, man. So uh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't impact them too much. And, you know, God forbid you live in a country that doesn't have a tax agreement with the US because oof, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. True. Well, I hope your fans are more European. Put that one. <laughs> kind of All right. Uh, now, I know you guys don't like the wrestling stories. You normally can there every week, but uh, Stephen ML is in this one, who was the Green Arrow, um, relatively talented uh, stunt guy. 
Uh, he's been in actual wrestling matches before. Uh, he's going to be in a wrestling series called Heels coming up soon with a couple other guys who are notorious for, you know, being relatively good stunt guys as well. So, look, I mean, it kind of seems like they're going a glow-ish route, like trying to tell the dramas of a, you know, behind middling wrestling company in the Midwest type thing. Yeah, looking at the dramas behind the scenes and um, especially in the 80s, I guess, like talking about some of the the ways that like, the cutthroat competition between them and other organizations was crazy and some Mm -hmm. of the insane stories that came out of that so yeah there's enough about this that i want to check it out especially because i really liked glow yeah it's always i think it's always interesting whenever like the the real life story of something is actually at some in some cases even more interesting than the story that you know it tried to tell and and so I think mm. there's a big part of this with wrestling. I think that the behind the scenes story is, in fact, as cool as as the wrestling itself. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I mean, I don't watch like wrestling really. I, it's, there's a small amount of time whenever I got kind of into wrestling, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing this because I really liked Glow a lot, and mm-hmm. so kind of seeing like the back end of that and how that worked. Like I could definitely see myself getting into this. So very cool, I think. Did it appeal to you at all, Hooch? I'm a little indifferent either way. I mean, I did like Stephen Amell in Arrow, uh, even though mm-hmm. you guys were shitting on CW shows earlier. But I, I, first, I, I like, two seasons all. were good after that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> first two seasons of almost all those shows, and then sort of at the birth of Supergirl era, everything from that point on, they all had tonal changes that all united on the one thing. Yeah, that's mm. that is very true, actually. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I still stuck with it, but um, yeah. I I'll wait to see what everybody says about it. And if everybody says, "Oh, it's really good," you got to watch it. Then then I'll probably tune in. But uh, like I've I haven't been a fan of wrestling proper for many many years, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. not decades. <laughs> does the idea interest you though? Is it does it seem like there's it's uh, worthy to tell? Oh, I mean, always. I mean the the behind the scenes stuff of wrestling is is something that really does need to be told because you know especially the small time ones it's like a lot of these guys are yeah. trying to just make it big and the things they have to do in order to get to that or to get that step visibility and just the, the toll it takes on your body and and your your psyche or whatever to try to do all that yeah i think that's that's definitely compelling information did you guys watch that movie the one about the uh, the young lass that went to the wwe i was uh, just about to say that had? I was actually just about to say that because I did see it and I was like, oh, that reminds me of this movie. And yeah. Yeah. What did you think of that? I can't remember what it was called now. Um, I don't remember what it was called either, but it was the one where I, The Rock produced it or something, right? Because I know he showed up in it. I think he well. produced I think it was Stephen Merchant um, who obviously co-wrote the original Office. I'm pretty sure he wrote it too. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely liked it. There was um, – it, it was just a lot like – I liked it because it was very raw in the back telling of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was pretty cool. And seeing, honestly, like they were kind of, I guess, showed a little bit more of the reality of how to get there than I thought they would have. Because like it showed like how grueling the process actually is. Oh, yeah. And so that was a little surprising to me. Um, But yeah, like I thought it was cool. So like an even more raw uh, kind of dramatized version of that sounds really cool to me. Like in part because of that yeah yeah i will see what the finished product looks like i suppose yeah 
if you have not seen all of WandaVision at this point, uh, I recommend you end the podcast right now, folks. Uh, because obviously <laughs> we're a week out. Uh, we're a week before the start of the next Disney Plus series, uh, which is Winter Soldier and the Falcon. So uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, there's been a lot of interviews, a lot of commentary now, like all over the place. Like if you hadn't seen it, it must have been so hard avoiding spoilers this week. Because like the uh-huh. amount of headlines that I've seen that 100% spoil key moments of that show this week is nuts. Um, so I'm giving you fair warning. If you haven't seen it, stop. All right? Unless you don't care about the ending, in which case, hey, welcome back. <laughs> so, uh, dude, so much. First one is uh, they came out and admitted that they had some scenes planned much closer to some of the things we were suggesting would happen in this series for the last two episodes that they end up canceling because of COVID, that they lost production time. Uh, I don't know if a budget was the case, but it was definitely time, I think, was the main issue that they end up cutting a lot of it, including a massive scene in the final episode where the two boys and Fietro and, um, what's her name? Monica are all downstairs and uh, basically go, oh, let's go get the dark hold. Yeah, we remember seeing seeing it downstairs. Mm -hmm. And they go down and the bunny, Senor Scratchy, is sitting on the book. And they go, oh, it's a funny bunny rabbit. That's awesome, isn't it? And then all of a sudden, the tiny bunny turns into a giant demon. And then they have to run out of the dungeon kind of like a... They kept describing it as like that big scene from the Goonies. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's how he kept describing the way that they kind of had it initially shot before they put in the CGI, which obviously never happened. So it looks like, yeah, we would have had Senior Scratchy being a demon of some sort. And that was definitely the way it was being set up. The question is, was it going to be Nick Scratch, her son? Uh, was it actually Mephisto? We don't know. And unfortunately now, you know, we don't know from that series. Senior Scratch is still out there. So it could, it could absolutely still go this way. But yeah. uh, we never got that scene, which we all expected to be something like that in that last episode. Yeah, I think I think like a lot of the stuff that they addressed in here, um, like helped out a bit with understanding why, at least for me, like the ending felt kind of unfinished. And so it's because it was literally unfinished. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm I'm more interested to see. I wish that they would have had it or added it on later or something like that or been willing to wait like an extra week or two i don't know if that would have thrown people out of the loop or, or what but i don't know i just um i wish that that kind of stuff was in there hopefully they do make something work with that it, it was especially like it was especially bad i think like the the part with um what's his name ralph that made all of this like way worse and way less understandable standardable um so yeah like it, it just all of these things not being in there didn't create a cohesiveness that i would have wanted to be in there but it's good to know that this kind of stuff like they were thinking about this kind of stuff and it wasn't just kind of like they you know just decided not to do it because you know there was actually reasoning behind why those things didn't happen most of which was covid time restraint reasons from my understanding on it um so yeah that that's my take on it but it's it's very interesting to hear and i'm glad that they were actually wanting to explore that more yeah, I mean, obviously there were there are things that are going to happen when you have such a dynamic shift in how you do things due to the pandemic. All of a sudden, people that are used to working in close collaboration now have to do distance distancing stuff. But I think one of the things that they did specify that there wasn't anything that they had intentionally added 
for like Mephisto, right? So mm-hmm. it still was kind of the same idea that the big bad was grief, you know, yeah. and not anything else or any other tie-ins or anything like that. It's just that all we lost was we lost a little bit more uh, interaction with some of the characters who uh, didn't have as big of a presence in the final episode as they were initially intended to have. Well, yeah, they were kind of loose threads that were left, yeah, hanging. At the well, end. well mean, not necessarily. I mean, it made sense in the context of the story, but the extra layers that we, the fans, put on top of it because mm-hmm. of the, you know some of the deliberate misdirects that they gave us. It feels unfinished because we put those expectations on it. I mean, we won't revisit that conversation from WandaVision because we know that's going to turn us into a circle. But (laughs) um, the writer of the Fietro stuff did come out and say he had no idea people would be so pissed off with the Fietro thing. That, Mm -hmm. you know, basically that it was a giant red herring. They just thought, oh, we just didn't think anyone would, you know, really care that at the end of it there was a that was one storyline that did get resolved throughout that whole thing. It's not a loose thread unless you apply the whole, but you know, he was the brother from the Fox universe. So what does that mean? So yeah, he apparently didn't realize there'd be so much blowback on that one. So, okay. Everybody pay attention real quick. This is the part where I actually kind of agree with Hebrew, right? Because you can't you can't do a thing like that and not <laughs> expect the fans to be like, oh, my God, of what course. have you done? Well, yeah, this is what thing. fans do. I think the article even pointed out like Feige was was saying, and I think it was a she, by the way, uh, <laughs> but Feige was telling her like, no, this is what the fans do. You the, the, they're this is how it is that you give them any sort of Easter egg and they will run with it. And that wasn't that's not even really an Easter egg. That was kind of like. If if they if they had come out and said, yeah, we were just messing with you the whole time, I would have been like, oh, oh that's good. Fuck you, yeah. but that's good. Well, could you imagine that scene from The Mandalorian, right? Spoilers on spoilers in this section, where <laughs> it's setting up that whole thing and you go, oh, my God, it's Luke. Oh, my God, it's Luke. Oh, my God, it's Luke. And then it's just some guy when he reveals the hood at the end. Like, you would yeah. go, fuck well, you, Disney. Don't forget, right? it's some guy that then makes a boner joke. Like, <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, he uses well, it's, like, it's, it's really pull, is just like pulls the just pulls the head back, uh, and you know, closes off the green lightsaber, pulls the hood back. And it's literally just a giant dickhead. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just literally a cock <laughs> in a hood. And yeah. You're like, okay, it's just. That's but that's what I'm saying. Like, but just as far as like you know, there was some unsatisfying points that would have um, like because it really was bad because we didn't have that extra layer with with Ralph. Like I I know that that wasn't ever going to be the intention at this point as he said because he i i saw that that he had said that which uh you know I, I think that was a mess up but at least the the part that they did take out like they were having more with him so it wasn't just literally ending in a boner joke that made it way worse yeah. it's so funny, like there's no way they talk about it. they thought it was like oh well everyone loved this guy as that character this is a way to give you one more outing as that and it's just like that's not the way they kind of celebrate it though in the show so yeah exactly and then yeah. Like, I, I do think, like, it was an important for, like, I, I wish the bunny scene was in there, too, because that was confusing to me. But, um, but yeah, like, I just think, like, overall, like, this it, it made me happy to see this just because I know that there was just, like, a little bit more that kind of closed the end of this that made it, like, a little mm-hmm. more satisfying just to know that they actually did think of it. And it wasn't just, like, 
you know, I never even thought about it, nor do I care. Well, the big, the big fan theory, um, that everyone's been quite tight lipped off as well over there. Like everything else they've kind of opened up and answered in these interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was two things. One was obviously did Wanda know about white vision, that sort of stuff. And Mm -hmm. the answer seemed to be, she doesn't know about the upload of the memories, but mainly she doesn't care because, uh, it's not her vision. You know, the vision that she had the relationship with, the vision that she had kids with, that vision is dead, right? Uh, But number two was the Doctor Strange cameo, is that it felt like a lot of people were like, this is definitely going to happen because we know that goes straight from where they are now into multiverse Mm -hmm. and having Strange come in after, you know, a giant amount of mystical energy surging from this place would make 150% sense. Um, that's the one thing that everyone is kind of tight-lipped about whether it was supposed to happen or not. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that as well. And it's, I feel like he was supposed to, but they had, it sounds like they had so many issues as far as like time constraints being one of them, COVID scheduling being uh, another, like, so it sounds like there really was like a lot of moving pieces that they didn't get to finish up. But from the way that they're all acting about that, like it makes me feel like that was something that they intended to happen. But seems to be. Let me, let me ask you this also the like I, I feel like with um with the vision part as far as uh like her not caring about the other vision does it not seem like I would have I I was surprised that she didn't care a little bit more about white vision just because it wasn't the vision that she just spent the time with granted but like that vision that she spent time with or that she spent time with also wasn't the original vision that she had either so this this kind of did happen to an extent in the comics Mm -hmm. that vision does come back from the dead like they do bring him back but it's basically like an ai copy which is exactly what they've got here right right and that he he, um so the best way i saw it put this week was imagine you have your twin brother right looks Mm -hmm. the, the same way as you he has amnesia and you're basically saying well we're the same person right So, and you tell him or share the memories about how you feel about your wife, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to be able to feel those things. He's going to be able to hear about them from you. You can describe them in detail as much as you want, but they're not his experiences, his feelings. So in the comic run, when he came back, he kind of came back quite soulless. Like it wasn't vision. It was just like an Mm -hmm. AI copy. And as a result, it's her basically dealing with the fact of, no, no, my vision really is dead. And then they kind of go their separate ways. So this actually was done in the comics. I would have just, just a little been bit curious, different. like me personally, if I was there, I would have just been a little more curious to see if there was, it was, if it was still inside of him somewhere. I just had mm. to unlock. You know what I mean? Like it seems reasonable to think. That- well, that vision attacked. Do you know what I mean? Like so for her, oh, yeah, she's yeah. going. Well, that it's not, it's not in there, right? And yeah. she doesn't know about the upload of the memories. So I mean, Correct. in that point of sense, she's still operating out of ignorance. But even if they yeah. did go down that road, like it has been established in the comics, the way this kind of went. Yeah. Well, I hope that. Well, I guess what I'm gonna is I hope that they do that. Like, cause, like, I do think it was like slightly odd that she didn't like address it somewhat, but like not not a big deal. But uh, like, I hope that they that she does like see value in just exploring to see like because that would be just something obvious to me. Like, huh? I wonder if like his memories are still locked away in there somewhere. Like. Even if he's AI and soulless, I would expect that. But I mean, like, if there's something underneath there. We've seen weirder things. This is Marvel Universe. So, I don't know. Mm. I, I hope that that is something that they do in, in the future. Hooch, any final thoughts? No, I mean, I think uh, the, to top, uh, tag on what he was saying, 
I mean, I think his his full memories are unlocked. Now, and, now and, they are, yeah, yeah. And it's just a matter of time before he finally comes to the point and actually takes that place of the original vision. Yeah. You know, and well, I, think they just set I, it up I don't that know. Way. I don't know if that's the case because, like, I mean, so? getting an upload of the data, like, it'd be like watching uh, someone's life story on YouTube. But again, like, like the, whole are you thing- necessarily uh, feeling that? Like, because it downloaded the information. Yeah. But did that information come with, um, you know, passion? Did it come with humor? Did it come with laughter? Did it come with love? Well, he's like, a robot none of that information we know. So, I mean, I think that the way that he would experience it is almost like a download in itself. So, I think that mm-hmm. he could. I mean, like, this is all very, like, uh, like you know, meta. Like, so, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, of course. Super so, it's like, yeah, if you keep, if you keep, fa- this, it's like, yeah. if you keep faxing, I mean, not that you know what faxing is, but if you keep, if you keep photocopying, <laughs> if you get, like, photocopying this, like, if you photocopy something and then you photocopy the copy and then you photocopy the copy, like, every time you do that, there is, like, something lost, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah look. It could go either way. Maybe he could just go, oh, look, Vision's back, guys. Uh, 100%. This, that's the very Marvel thing to do. Um, no repercussions. I, I think they no will do that. Yeah, I think they will. I don't do think that. they will. Huh. So I think he'll be, be an a, a Vision. Bet. But yeah. This, yeah, this will be an interesting long-term bet. Will they have their relationship back? Is that right? That's the question? I don't think that's coming back. I think that's done for sure. Okay. Because so? she's different okay. now too. Do you know what I mean? She's the skull. Well, she's now, fucking so. evil now. So yeah. Oh god. <laughs> we're not doing. We're not doing this again. <laughs> no. Right. So, ladies and gents, that is going to close it out for the nerdy news of the week for this week, the thirteenth of March, two thousand and twenty-one. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, make sure you tell your friends about it. Make sure you head rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Got a couple of bucks in your pocket? You want to share it with the boys? Head over to patreon.com forward slash ANRpod. Uh, bonus content, bonus streams. You can play games with us. Uh, win stupid prizes, like being able to make us do stupid things on air. I mean, you know, it's good times. Head on over. And look, of course, we love talking to you guys as well. Uh, hearing your feedback. Uh, you guys joining in on some of the things we talk about at discord.me forward slash ANR. That's going to do it. Thanks to Hebrew. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks to Dehooch. Oh, yeah. And we'll catch you guys in the last episode of the week. Cheers. Cheers.